Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Justin. Hey, I'm Micah. And this is Amazeballs! Uh, I'm Micah. I uh, teach English in Japan. I met Austin a um, long time ago. Um, and it's great to be here in Albuquerque. Nice! And you said this wasn't your first episode of Amazing Stories. No! I actually used to watch this with my father when I was really young, um, but apparently when I was younger, like, I had a very different, like, quality of standards, <laughs> and, like, this was painful. And here's the cover of Screen Dreams and a Striking by Jordan Mann, of course. I couldn't help noticing something. This is interesting. People out there, many of them, while they were watching that clip, were a little offended by your film. Oh. Back then, I remember being like a, a joyous time. Yes, no, no. Some, some are good, some, some are, are bad. bad. Some of them are really <laughs> This one happened to be kind of a crap one. Yeah. There's definitely been worse ones, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one follows a horror author and... I guess he writes horror movies, too. Like, we see yeah. at the beginning, he's on the Dick Cavett show, which is a real show, we found out. Mm -hmm. And he's promoting a new horror movie. His name is Jordan Manmouth, played by Sam Waterston. Uh, you may know him from, what was it, uh, Law & Order? He's in the original one? Yeah. Okay. And this was directed by Scorsese. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> one of the... The greats of cinema. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so great this time uh, around. Can't be winners, right? No. Um, this was spawned from an original idea by Steven Spielberg, adapted by a writer for the show, and then, yeah, directed by Martin Scorsese. Tim Robbins plays the monster in it. Yep. Which I thought was an odd role. Like, <laughs> we don't see his face, they just needed a tall Well, you dude. do at the end. Not his real face, well, though. It's yeah, prosthetics. Yeah. Um... I kind of felt like this was paralleling, or trying to be a Stephen King, or who's another prolific uh, horror author in the movies, like Clive Barker. Clive Barker, yeah. yeah. What was the name of his book? I love I love in like TV and movies when you get like fake horror movies and like fake horror book names and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. It was like Eyes of Terror. We had a lot of good posters in this one. This one was like Scream Dreams. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the beginning was really cool. We start off with a zombie scene, which kind of set the tone as, oh, this is going to be horror. They had some cool makeup. Terrible acting, of course. Yeah, but I love that, like, his book or movie that was coming out was about a guy having night terrors. Yeah. Because mm. um, the guy wasn't actually being attacked by zombies. He woke up screaming. We never really find out what started this I think it might have something to do with the kid fan that was outside of his door, and maybe something got cut. Like, maybe this was the kid's story come to life. Oh. It definitely seemed like something got cut. There should have been a tie-in. It, it came out of nowhere. Uh -huh. Like, this whole supernatural element just came out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. Usually, there's, like, some kind of, like, hint or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I thought it might have been really to the kid, because he was really mean to this kid. He threw him all away. I don't feel like he was all that mean. The kid was on his, like, trespassing. 
He was on his and, doorstep, and sleeping, it, waiting for his hero. He and was, it was like the, like, he was like, a, like he's done this like four times before, man. <laughs> he just uh, wanted you can't just keep, You can't just keep showing up at my house, uh, man. I feel like I'm directly like, in the middle on that one. Uh-huh. Is that like, um, yes, he was being a dick. I was like, the kid was being, the kid was also like being inappropriate by showing up at the doorstep. But I think it would have just been faster just to give the kid an autograph and send him on, on about his way. Or you don't think he gave him the autograph like the first time it happened and the kid just kept coming back? No, every... I assume he was dick mode from day one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Maybe he was. I feel like we could have cut all the scenes with the ex-wife and just played more off of that kid and like his story. Maybe that could have tied into why he was being harassed by this entity. This whole story didn't really make any sense. Well, like the pacing was really weird. Uh-huh. And so many scenes with him crying into his hands on the floor in the fetal position. Yeah. Really an unlikable protagonist, because we don't see him doing anything other than, like, fumbling in an interview, being mean to this kid, and crying and throwing stuff at glass. Right. And right. Being, like, really emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, not even really so much that he's, like, unlikable, just, like, you don't care at all. Yeah. Right. We don't really get to like, see he any has, of his like, human He qualities. basically had no character. Right. <laughs> other than this thing was coming after him. Right, right about midway, like, all I keep saying in my head was, I wish he would just go ahead and get killed so this uh-huh. would be done. Yeah. <laughs> or the entity would move on to the last person he slept with, like, it follows. Yeah. Some, something. This is a popular uh, idea in, like, a lot of stories. Like, there's a movie that's basically got the same premise you were talking about. Oh, Mirrors yeah. with Kiefer Sutherland. That's a good movie. And then um, there's a character in a popular anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure who basically has the exact same power. and As the villain he, in this. Yeah, well, but he's a villain in that too. Oh, okay. And he tries to kill one of the main guys by, like, through the eyes. That's how I figured it was going to happen. Like, that's <laughs> oh. exactly what happened in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, like, the reflection in the eyes. Do you like, think that was a brilliant move for 80? Six when this came out, like it okay, it did have a really weird twist at the end, aside from the reflection being seen in the eye. He turns into the phantom. Wait, instead we, of being killed. You wanna back up? Can we really call that a twist? It not really. No, no. I felt like that was a it's like alternate it, ending that they just spliced <laughs> into the regular thing. That didn't like make any sense, wasn't connected in any way, and it wasn't and had no payoff. It wasn't the fact that like, him doing that. He just looks like it. swan died. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like a fucking like <laughs> <laughs> No. It wasn't the Phantom came into our world. He just looked like the Phantom because it was still the same guy. I didn't get it. Yeah, I no. don't. I don't know. What, what were you doing, Scorsese? Right. <laughs> it made no sense. I feel like it made no sense. that there was like a whole another like twenty minutes to this episode we didn't see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like he got into like like somehow he killed someone mm-hmm. and like that's this thing that's haunting him and his, he becomes there. His house like was that. really strange. It was kind of. Greek style. It was all white plaster. The one scene I really appreciated. He really relaxed in that tub. Well, it was a big ass bubble bath. Yeah. yeah. The one scene I really liked was the prison one. The lighting was really good. It was all orange in there. There were several like rays coming in from all different directions, and it seemed like a third world prison. And you mentioned he probably wouldn't go to prison. Yeah. Before. Yeah. That's the good joke. Yeah. Unrealistic thing about this is that a rich white guy got thrown into prison for basically yeah, doing for assaulting a security guard, a mall security guard, <laughs> slapping his glasses off exactly. gently. I'm like, no, that's just not the way it works. Maybe a black guy would go to prison for that. 
You know? I was like, but not him. You know? <laughs> this is when he tried to leave his car at the or carport. Or he was like a homeless dude that did that. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he tried to leave his car at the carport because that big bubble reflection uh, thing, he saw a guy trying to strangle him. And he always got away right before the uh, strangler got to him, well, except it, at the end. It wasn't just that it was in the reflection. It was in the reflection, and he had to be looking at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which means he had to be projecting, like you said. Right. He had to be the Which, source. Uh, we have no clue as to where this thing came from. Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be in his head, because I know amazing stories. <laughs> you knew it was going to I knew it was going to be something. Wait a second. All right, I have a crazy theory. What if he's projecting it, like, representing... Because in the very first part, the interviewer mentioned that I noticed you smiling a bit when they were showing that horror clip, mm-hmm. right? So he was, like, kind of insinuating that the guy had some personal darkness within him, right? Yeah. So if he was... Pre- if the His personal darkness that he usually takes to, like, illustrate his stories, like, and form them up had been manifested to a real thing, and so that's why it was projecting it out of himself and back into himself, mm-hmm. now he would be representing physical reputation would oh. match his insides. Yeah, right. So, like, he became the monster that he always talks he created, about. Right. He created a tulpa, basically. Yeah. Like a thought form that had influence over the physical world, but it only attacked him and no one else. Only it didn't even attack him. I thought what was going to happen since no, the focus... No, it didn't even really attack him. It didn't he attack just, him. It he just became him. him. Yeah. It, he, he choked him out first. Like, he, he was holding his neck, he was did, trying to tear at it. He, did he? Yeah. Yeah. It had just been in his head. Well, obviously, it was all kind of in his head. <laughs> I thought what was going to happen was it was going to kill his ex-wife and frame him for it. Yeah. That seemed to be the logical conclusion. Oh, yeah? Imagine. Really? Uh-huh. I was just assuming that, you know, they're, that he was just going to die. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was going to be... I def- I and then he couldn't, he, he couldn't even look at himself. He was like, oh my god, look at what I really am. Right. Kill myself immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> Assuming that he that, that was a big enough drop to kill him. We didn't see, so know, he may have run away. <laughs> he didn't like, explode into steam or sparks when the sun hit him like I thought he was going to. Yeah. He may, he may still be out there. Yeah. We had a theory that he may have been the keyboard killer from a previous episode because he was using a garrette wire as the main weapon. You think? And we had a serial killer in maybe, an earlier episode. Maybe he is, and like that's that's the rest of the story. He jumps out the window, it doesn't kill him, <laughs> and then he goes on to murder people and finds out he really enjoys it. Remember how yeah. monster strength that guy was? He yeah, walked that, through a door. That guy was way bigger than this dude was. Oh, yeah. He was huge. Well, he can project whatever he wants. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he's just been making some gains in between those two episodes. <laughs> that um, was an earlier episode, but this could be the prequel. Okay. Uh, keyboard killer origins. I wanted to yeah. ask you about that, yeah. that dude that was the keyboard killer. Was that the guy that uh, in Rear Window that was being watched? You mean the actor? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I'll have to look that up. No idea. Rear Window was before the 80s too, right? Well, Hitchcock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. I, I think it was. They looked pretty similar. Did you guys ever see the remake of Rear Window with um, Christopher Reeves? No. No. That's bad, though. (laughs) Did you ever see the knockoff one called uh, uh, Suburbia? Oh, with, with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yep. Where yeah, he had house that. arrest anklet on. Or yeah, whatever. it wasn't the worst movie I've seen Shia LaBeouf in, but that's not really saying much. <laughs> yeah. I liked him in that Eagle Eye. I thought that was okay. It's oh that, yeah, he was in that. There's the that's AI okay. that's like taking yeah. over the world. Yeah, I think the worst was definitely the new Indiana Jones, <laughs> <laughs> or something I haven't seen yet. <laughs> 
Um, maybe the whole point of this one was uh, like talking about like what you put into the world can come back to hurt you. I mean, it is a mirror, so there's obviously reflection metaphors. So, like, it was like that you're putting out a bunch of stuff that makes people really uncomfortable and, uh, like, they hate it. Obviously, they don't hate it because it's successful. Yeah. People go to the mm-hmm. movies, like, if that's a message, fuck you. <laughs> but <laughs> so I could see that, like, maybe that's what they were trying to say. My theory is Scorsese made this as a full-length movie, and they cut it down to an episode. <laughs> because he's not a short story kind of guy. Maybe. If you look at his movies, they're consistently over like two and a half hours long. Yeah. Well, is that usually a writer, right? It's usually just a director. He directed this. He didn't write it. It would. But, uh, I mean, it just goes to show that like, even good directors need to have good material to work with. And a proper length given to him. Because I, like we've said, I think some of this was definitely cut. The pacing of it was just so weird. That was one of the things I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, that just like, threw me off. Like, it was just like, Nothing was happening. <laughs> he would just lay and cry for several minutes at a time. <laughs> well, that was about all this week. Yeah. Um, what do we have Short next week? Ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, next week we have uh, Secret Cinema. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Hopefully it'll be um, The Last Action Hero Beta. <laughs> it's a young everyday woman, Jane, becomes convinced that someone is recording and influencing her everyday life and that she becomes the unwilling star of a secret cinema. So there's this theory, and it kind of ties into like the Truman Show and everything, mm. that throughout time people will project what they think is most popular. Because uh, in the Middle Ages it was demons. Demons are always watching me and calculating and manipulating my movements. And now in the 21st century it's hackers are always watching me and filming me and I'm in my own Truman Show type thing. Right. Yeah. So it's just the same delusion that evolves over time. But it'll be interesting to see how Amazing Stories handles it. For sure. All right, guys. We'll see you then. This has been Austin. Micah. Justin. All right. Bye, guys.